a life in Christ can impact and change America. I praise God. Is Exodus 4.12 says, Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. Ezekiel 36.23 says, Then the nations will know that I am the Lord when I show myself holy through you before their eyes. I like that. Holy through you. That means he chooses to use us. Amen? And then Matthew 28, 19. Go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you. Here it is again. You. Jesus says he's with you. Always to the very end of the age. Luke 12, 12. The Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. I like that again. Wow. Luke 21, 14. Make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourself. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. I'm going to read that again, and when I finish it, I want to hear a hearty amen. Luke 21, 14 says, Make up your mind. Not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. Amen. Amen. This little song that I, I want to share tonight is one you may know. Again, it's about what the Lord is trying to say to you and me tonight. And it's by faith what's stirring in my heart because Acts chapter 2.38 says something that we all need to be living in because this is how that holiness comes through us for God to reveal himself to our nation. It says simply, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? The gift of the Holy... Amazing! We give up something, He gives us something. He never leaves us alone. He's got something in mind for us. Romans 8:11. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you and me, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who lives in you. Hallelujah! If that same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells within our mortal body, it will quicken us, will heal us, help us, direct us. Uh, you got me on back there, guys? I'm not coming out. There we go. Thank you. You know this. Don't sing it until I, after I bring you and listen to what it says about us. And our response to the Lord. You know it. Listen. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. And I'm accepted. You were condemned. And I'm alive and well because your spirit lives within me. Because you died and rose again. All right, you know it. Sing it out. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. And I'm accepted. 
you were condemned. Here it is. And I'm alive and well. Your spirit lives within me because you died and rose again. Amazing love, how, how can it be that you, my King, would die for me? Amazing love, I, I know it's true, and it's my joy to honor you. Let's stand. Let me have just the men. I'm forgiven. Because you were forsaken, and I'm accepted, you were condemned. And I'm alive and well, your spirit lives within me. Everybody, because you died and rose again. Lift our hearts as we say it. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my King, would die for me? Amazing love, I know it's true. Oh, yes, it's my joy to honor you in all I do. I honor you. Four important words that you and I can confess to the Lord. You are my king. Will you do it with me again? You are my, not Allah, not Buddha, Jesus. Say it again. You, you are my king. Jesus, you, you are my King, everybody, amazing love, that you, my King, would die for me, amazing love, I know it's true. And it's my joy to honor you in all I do. I honor you. Take your brother and your sister by the hand and lift it to the Lord together. You, you are our king, are our king. Make it our king together now. You, you are our king. Jesus, you are our King. One more time, my King. You are my King. Truth in the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise His name. You may be seated. Thank you for joining me.
I wasn't doing Christian aerobics, even though it feels like it. But every time I sing that and try to project it out, there's, there's more than just a physical adrenaline running in me. The spiritual adrenaline is stirring deep in my life tonight with you. I'm thankful for eyes to see beyond the natural. I'm thankful for the Word of God that's been placed into my life. And I'm hungry for more. I'm thankful for 29 years of being in full-time music evangelism. I'm thankful for 34 countries to date that these feet have been upon. I'm grateful for His favor that comes not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. When you come up here and you're looking for prayer, whether anybody touches you or not, it does something to your Heavenly Father's heart. See, God's on your side. That when you just speak the name of Jesus, however, whether it's emotional or whether it's dry as a desert, you just speak His name, He's there. You see, something's transformed in my life from a young man. 
there was something called His Spirit that compelled me to go forward to be in ministry despite what I felt, despite what I looked at my life and felt the inadequacies that, that I, you know, I didn't measure up. The song that I was just signing out is my testimony. God told me to rise up and to conquer. I thought, conquer what? The world, the flesh, and the devil. And I do that by overcoming by the blood of the Lamb and loving not my life even unto death. The blood of Jesus has made the difference to me. The blood of Jesus and focus upon the Lamb of God in my life has put a boldness in me that's transformed my life. I was timid and bashful and shy. But because what was in here, when I'd come to the altar and pray, stirred me so deeply, I said, oh, God, I want the world. I want someone to know the reality of who you are because I want to live for Jesus. Some few years ago, I had the privilege of being at uh, Dr. Cho's church in Korea, and I love being there. I love being with Dr. Cho. It's amazing watching the Spirit of God work in that in the country, not alone in the church, but in the country. But I had the privilege of being with there, and I was kind of anxious to get home. And so my itinerary was ending on a Wednesday, but on this Monday morning, I changed it all, and I was coming back home three days early. And I'm on the. I'm at the going to the airport now. Mind you, that night after going to bed, they said typhoon. Whoever was blowing through into Korea that night. So be prepared. I thought, okay, we'll see. Well, the next morning, here's gale winds and the rains were pouring down strong. I thought, oh, well, I'm still going to the airport. So I had an escort and taking me to the airport. It was so rich. I enjoyed it because when I walked in, there were thousands of people because the airport, many of the flights had been canceled, but mine was not. I don't know. At the moment, I wasn't sure what to think about that. But as I'm walking in, here's this gentleman said a few words, and the crowd just parted. I thought, who's here? And he took me right up to the the counter, checked in, went to the plane. And on my flight was coming to America many babies to be adopted in America. So they they upgraded me to upstairs on the jumbo jet, and I was... So excited, looked out the window at all the rain and the plane on the run, sitting there like this. I've had that in the air, never on the ground. And it's just, you know, and I think we're going to take off. The pilot came on and said, we're going to, we're going to, and just as he says, we're going to need the whole runway Uh, They're going to go out and scrape the runway of all excess water because they couldn't afford any friction. We needed the entire runway to take off. I thought, you're telling me this and it's raining cats and dogs. How many know what I'm talking about? Rain, unbelievable. And we're going to take off in this. We're out on the runway sitting there. The the engines were revving up and you could just, it was like off to the races. And it's like any minute the the bell's going to ring and off we go. Well, it happened. The bell rang, and here we go. And I thought we were going to drive to Seattle. I don't know about you, but I did not want to drive. And as the plane got down the runway, I'm on the upper deck, and I'm looking out the window thinking, okay, I fly enough. I know it's time to, it's time to get up. We weren't getting up. 
So I'm looking out, and all of a sudden, here goes the nose. Here's the end of the runway right here, okay? When the nose of the plane went up and the bottom wheels left the ground, that was right there on the last possible moment of the runway. <laughs> I'm thinking, this is a... Matter of fact, there's a, there used to be bumps on the end of runways, little cement things. We hit that. I thought, this doesn't seem natural. But we're in the... We're in the storm, okay? Going like this. I'm gripped to my seat because I'm thinking, this is not good. We're flying along. And I'm trying to sit there. The peace that passes all understanding descended in my heart at that moment. I didn't understand it. Even my wife in our marriage... I married a beautiful lady from Australia. Her name's Jennifer. We've been married as of yesterday 23 years. I have, I have three incredible children. I have a daughter 16, and I got my eye on any guy that comes to my door. My daughter Lily is 14, and my little boy Joel is 8. And through situations, having children and difficulty at times, my wife used to confess having a peace that passed all understanding. But that's our Jesus. That's the Spirit of God. Repent, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Maybe another way of saying the gift of peace, the gift of favor, the gift of His touch. Unknown to me at that moment, back in America, there were two ladies who were prayer partners, and one was my secretary. Nobody knew I was coming home early, but to the very moment on our watches to when my plane took off, they were both on their faces before God, crying out for my protection. God goes before us. He walks beside us. He lives within us. This peace that He offers, it's amazing. He is so faithful. He's so faithful. You can go right to my track, my friend. It's amazing. I'm so thankful even to this day of how he protected that plane when it took off. I'm grateful for in your life, his peace is with you. In the battles, Lord, you are my peace. And when I'm broken, Lord, you are my strength, you're my strength, you're my love, you're my life, you're my joy, my song. In the night, how I marvel at your mercy as I sing, I, I sing praise, praise to the The 
good and merciful. His love is great. He's so wonderful, my Lord. Oh, in the in the valleys, Lord, you are my When I'm broken, Lord, you are my strength, my strength. You're my love, you're my life, you're my joy, my song in the night. How I marvel at your mercies and I sing. For he is good and merciful. His love is great. He's so wonderful, my Lord. Would you sing it one more time? We sing praise. Praise to the His love is so great. He's so wonderful, my Lord. For He is good and merciful. His love is so great. He's so wonderful, my Lord. Hallelujah. I love singing that. Thank you, Father. Ephesians 3.20 says, God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that is at work within us. I believe I've been talking just briefly about the gift of the Holy Spirit or this gift that that the Father gives us of His mercy in this gift of the Holy Spirit. God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to the power that works within us. I praise God that your pastor calls you to come up to be prayed for, calls you to a moment to allow you to pray. Do you know how many churches in America don't do that? Even God, or even true, I'm not picking on assembly of God, but even charismatic full gospel churches, how many don't do it? It's all in the performance on the platform and that's it. But the the altar is where we get changed. 
Because if we don't do it here, we know we don't have an altar at home. Some do, but most of us don't go home and get in the Word. My, my son, bless his heart, he's my biggest fan, Pastor. He's eight years old, but if he were here, he'd be sitting right there or right there. And he'd be cheering me on. He'd be saying, Amen, Dad. He'd stand up and put his hands and clap for me. And he goes home, and he gets on the fireplace and recites every word his father sung, spoke, and acted in the pulpit. It shakes me up. But before I tell you any more about him, this is my dear friend, Ken Sorensen from Anchorage. Would you welcome him? He's Chaplain. <laughs> Chaplain Ken. Would you please stand, my buddy? Thank God for him. <laughs> he loves the Lord. We've been friends for a long time, and I'm, I'm grateful that he asked me to come up here because without it, I, I wouldn't be here. I appreciate this with my friend here. But my son Joel was born four months premature, weighing 19 ounces. This microphone in my hand, would, he, he wouldn't even measure it in his microphone. But I have a photo of my boy. If you ever want to see what a, pre, a micro preemie looks like, I have it up here. I can show you afterwards. His skin was translucent. You could see the organs in his body. And I just discovered the other day, I have a photo that his, thing, that his hand was reaching on my wife's little finger. His little fingers only were like where my finger, my fingernail, that's all his hand with all his fingers was resting on. And you could see him grasping. Uh, you, could, you could see the whites of his fingernails because he was holding on. He was holding on. He was holding on to my son. But he's totally healthy. Totally healthy. Totally healthy today. Gifted. How many eight-year-olds do you know that can go home and recite everything their father just did? It, it, it shakes me up. He's a little drummer. He's my little singer. Justin Bieber, eat your heart out. better get off of that. <laughs> and where am I? But anyway, I'm thankful for the touch, the master's touch in my family. The altar pays off. Coming, whether I feel it or not. When I see other people go, do I hold back? That's the moment you should press in, despite what you feel. Because that's the moment the Word of God can take a deeper place. You see, though, my little boy Joel, we love to go to Disney World. And we go to Mickey's Philharmonic Show. You put the 3D glasses, how many know what 3D glasses are? You put them on and you see this image and the cartoon and the music. Oh, it's, I don't know who has more fun, me or my boy. But we're sitting there and we're jumping up and down with a thousand silly people at a, at, about pictures dancing before our eyes. But my little boy just doesn't get it. 
you've got to leave the 3D glasses on to see the way it's meant to be seen. If you take them off, it's like that screen up there. It's distorted. You don't have a crisp, clear picture. But when you've got the glasses on, wow. I mean, it's right there. How many know what I'm talking about? It's right there. It's so alive. It's the same way with the Word of God. The Word of God is like a 3D glasses. That when we have it in us, have it on, gosh, we're able to see. We can see things the way they're meant to be seen. That's why there's adrenaline running in me. These bright lights, I'm fighting them because I like to look at the whites of your eyes. Because I'm looking at you with 3D glasses on. One day I was praying for this mother and daughter. I was kneeling down I, in an altar time, and they brought their daughter up to, to be prayed for, and she was six years old. So I'm kneeling there, and I'm praying, I'm calling out to God, and I began to pray and pray, and all of a sudden I began to pray, and I said, Oh, Father God, I thank you that in the name of Jesus... You see, the parents, the daughter had told the parents that day that she wanted to sing for Jesus. Six years old. She said she wanted to sing for Jesus. So I'm, I know this, and I'm kneeling there thinking, Lord, what have you got to say? So I'm praying for her. And all of a sudden, I found myself praying that the same spirit that was on Joan of Arc would descend upon this daughter. And as I'm praying that, the parents begin to weep. I'm thinking, you with me? How many people have you ever heard pray Joan of Arc on someone? I didn't understand, but I just kept pressing because I sensed the Spirit of God stirring this in me. And the parents were weeping. When I finished, I went, in Jesus' name, amen. That's how I did it. And the parents weren't having tears of sadness or tears of fear, but tears of joy. Because all over the house, they have books about Joan of Arc. I thought, Lord, are you saying something here? He was saying something to them. You see, only he could do that. Not me, not by might, not by my power, but it's by his spirit. Because he knew what to speak to them. I was in London, England not long ago. And I go I love to go I've been going for twenty five years to Britain. It's scary how natural it is when I get off the plane and get in the car and drive on the other side of the road with the steering wheel on the other side of the car. I'm driving, and, and this night, uh, evening sunset through London, and I'm looking around, and all of a sudden I see this incredibly beautiful building with beautiful, incredible stained glass windows, and I, I thought, whoa, look, it, it was perfect. I mean, the sunset, just perfect. And I looked, and I was amazed, and I went, I bet that's a mosque. And it was. I pulled up beside it and I looked around and all of a sudden I thought, I'm going in. So I got out of the car and I went to the front door and here's all these shoes off and I thought, I'm from Texas. Kicked my shoes off as well. Walked right in the door. Looked around about five minutes or longer. Couldn't find anybody who spoke English. Now, I'm not the average little guy. 
but nobody stopped to talk to me. I, my presence is quite, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not, anyway, I finally found someone. He took me through a tour through the incredible, massive building. And we went into this one room that was 10 to 20 times the size of this sanctuary. And I knew where I was. He looked at me and says, you know what we do in here? And I went, yeah, you pray. He goes, yeah, we pray. I want you to think a minute. Imagine praying five times a day all your life, but never tasting forgiveness. Praying five times a day and never once tasting acceptance. Praying five times a day and never knowing an intimate, loving relationship with a God the Father. They hope to go to heaven. That's all, bottom line, that's what they, they hope to go. That's why they do that. They pray like that. It's the same prayer over and over and over. I looked at him and I talked a little further and I said that I was a Christian. He quickly escorted me to the side office out of the building, out of the, uh, the the room. And we're in there and he's jabbering to this other man and I'm just standing there. And after they said a few words to me, they escorted me right out the side exit. When I told him I was a Christian, before my eyes, his countenance changed. Right in front of me, I watched it change. Mine did not. I got out of there and I called my wife and I said, Jennifer, guess what I did? You didn't go in there. I said, I did. She said, you, you didn't. Did you pray before you went in there that nothing would get on you? I'm going to say that again. Because at midnight, you're going to think about this. She asked me, her husband, did I pray before I went in there that nothing would attach itself to me? I said, baby, they, they better have prayed nothing attached themselves to them. They better have prayed nothing got on them. You with me? I'm tired of being dark, letting darkness intimidate me. I'm tired of letting darkness intimidate you. Greater is he that is in us who a believer than he that is within this world. I'm not advocating you to get out of here to find a mosque. But I am asking you. With the gift of this Holy Spirit, His Spirit will help you do things you've never done before. His Spirit can, can transform you to help those grave clothes that, like Lazarus. Jesus called him right out. He was alive, but he was wrapped up in all this stuff. We've got to get the stuff off of us. Now, before this next song, and I may be closing... As a young man being raised in church, I wasn't always as bold. You heard me say earlier, I was bashful, timid, shy, wondering what God was going to do in my life. I had a God-fearing pastor that all through my high school years, I was in a spirit-filled United Methodist Church. You heard me correctly. We had a big youth group, 60 or more. 
And we all sat in the front pew to the first six or seven pews. We used to argue in a loving way. Who could sit on the front pew? Because we wanted to be the closest to the altar. We had revival. One night at prayer, I was about 16. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was 16. And I remember coming to the altar one night, and the pastor had given an invitation for prayer. And I knelt down and said, Oh, Father, could I be under this man's ministry one day? Could I learn so much of your heart from this man of God because he loved Jesus and when he spoke? He just wanted to be near him. Do you know what I'm talking about? Pastor Jim Morocco was like that to me. Your pastor, I, have, I, I believe, is like that. Just get near him. Don't come to the pastor and say, oh, I've got this need, I've got this burden, oh, I don't know what God's saying. Why don't you just sit next to him and say, Pastor, just tell me some of the love of Jesus. Just, just share me some of the heart of God. That pastor that I prayed that prayer, that's why I wanted to be near him because it just, it just stirred my heart so deep. I wanted to be near him. I went off to Christ of the Nations Bible School in Dallas. When I graduated, I was 18. I was there at CFNI. And the pastor was moved after many years in this Methodist church. They moved him to the middle of the desert in Texas. This little Methodist church. But one weekend, he wanted all the youth group to come to his little church. So all 60-plus of us took our guitars and our gifts and singing and whatever, and we went to that little church to bless that pastor and his wife and that little church. I'm up there on the platform with 60 of my peers, guys that were more handsome than me, young ladies that were beautiful, in their parents that love Jesus but beautiful, I thought, I don't have a chance. That guy's better looking. He can have her for a relationship and get married one day, but not me. I'm standing there skinny, bashful, bad haircut. <laughs> but I'm grateful to tell you that he saw my heart. That even though I stood there like that, Scripture says the eyes of the Lord go throughout the whole earth to show himself strong upon the heart, upon the heart that's committed to him. I stood there with my peers, with all that inability and lack, but he knew my heart. At the end of the weekend, out of everything that was going on, some of the leadership went to the pastor and they say, Pastor Homer, who is that tall guy? Who, who is that guy down there? Would you ask him to come here to be our youth pastor? Some of you heard me. Out of all the others, the hand of God came on my life that weekend and pulled me out. And I was a youth pastor in that church for a while. And in that church, we had three youth. Three. Two were there because of mama. One was there because she wanted to be there. And me. In 30 days, it went from three to 33. 60 days, it went from 33 to 66. 
Three months it went from 66 to 99. It kept going like that to 150 kids in a town of 2,000. This skinny, bashful young man, the hand of God came on my life and pulled me out. And that same hand that was on me then is on me now. And that same hand that pulled me out is still in the business of pulling people out. Pulling people out. Pulling people out. So, do you, do, you, do you measure yourself by the one sitting next to you? Thinking, oh, they preach better than me. They sing better than me. They look better than me. They act better than me. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. I praise God for the reality of what I've just confessed to you, my dear friends. By your hand, as I sing this, it's my life. And you know what? It's your life too. Think about what these words are saying, and I'm going to ask you to join me after a moment. But listen first. There are times when I feel far from you. And sometimes I walk away from the truth. Still I know what you think of me. Still I know there's a plan for me. I can do what you want me to do. I can be who you called me to be. I can see your work complete in me. Yes, I can. By your hand, I will walk in your authority. I'm your child and you've appointed me. I will fulfill my destiny. Yes, I can. By your hand. How many amens can I have? That's God's Word. You can do what He wants you to do. You can be what He wants you to be. When I get there, sing it again. There are times when I feel far from you, Lord, and we all do from time to time. And sometimes I fall away from the truth. May His Spirit in us help us to be faithful. Still I know what you think of me. Still I know there's a plan for you and me. I can do what you want me to do. I can be who you called me to be. I can see your work complete in me. Yes, I can. By your hand, I will walk. I will walk in your authority. I'm your child. My destiny, yes, I can. By your hand. Oh, that's some good words. How about saying this with me? Use your outside voice. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He perfects his strength in my weakness. The scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It says, 
I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet that I, but Christ lives in me, the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Lord, you have made me, you see all my weakness, I lay them all down before you. I press in to know you and speak of your goodness. I cannot live without you. I can do what you want me to do. I can be who you called me to be. I can see your work complete in me. Yes, I can. By your head, I will walk. I'm your child. I will fulfill my destiny. Yes, I can. By your head. One more time. I can do what you want me to do. I can be who you called me to be. I can see your work complete in me. Yes, I can. By your head. By your head. By your head. head. Would you stand with me, please? Thank the Lord. Would you bow your heads? Actually, would you take your neighbor by the hand, please? Across the aisles as best you can. Take one another on the left and one another on the right. Thank you, Jesus. And my friend, if you'd please, on my music, if you'll have it at a lower level. Heavenly Father, we're standing here in your presence. I thank you. For your hand that is upon us. I thank you for your spirit that is within us. We thank you for acceptance. We thank you that we can know forgiveness. We thank you that we can experience our Heavenly Father's love. Tonight, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I wonder if there are... I know, I know, I know that in this circle here, some that may want to sing for the Lord. Maybe some that want to be an evangelist. There's some that they're just screaming inside that you'll please the Lord with your life, whether it's being a, a teacher at school, some other career or motive, whatever. I know that. These scriptures that I gave tonight, that, that's for you. He's come to give you hope and a future. Tonight as our heads are bowed and our hands are clasped to the one next to us, to our left and to the right, you're here tonight and you say, Oh, Jesus, I need forgiveness. Jesus, I need to know acceptance. Jesus, Father God, I want to know your heart. I want to know an intimate Loving relationship with a, with Father God. We're not talking about Allah. We're not talking about Buddha. We're not talking about there's only one God. There is no other God. There is no other God's the Word of God. There is no other God. 
There's only one. And it's about you, my friend. It's all about you. Tonight as you're standing here holding your hand of someone next to you with your head bowed, I wonder, there's a need in your heart. There's a need in your life. Physical, spiritual, emotional, whatever. There's a need there. A need to get closer to the Lord. A need to understand more of God's will. Would you just squeeze your neighbor's hand? Just squeeze their hand, maybe lightly, and just acknowledge that, yes, there is a need in my life for more. And if you don't know the person next to you, would you quickly ask their name? Now, if you're that, if you squeeze the hand, squeeze it again, just to re-acknowledge it again. Now, you who felt the hand squeezed, I'm going to ask for the next few moments that you pray for them. You don't have to pray it out loud, but I want you to pray, speak their name. Speak their name to the Lord because He's listening. Would you just speak the name right now and ask God's blessing, God's healing, God's anointing, God's favor, God's revelation, God's inspiration, God the Father, what He wants. Would you just agree in your heart and say, Lord, Lord, I ask you to bless Bill, Ken, whoever. Just ask God's blessings right now. Speak, speak it softly. Call out to God for them. Ask God's blessing. Now pray for the other one on the other side. Pray and ask God's blessings. Ask God to bring provision. Ask God to, to bring His touch. Ask Him for His hand. Ask for His hand to be upon their life. Ask for His hand to pull them out of whatever they're in. To raise them up. To be complete in Jesus. Lord, I give You my heart. I give You my soul. I live for You alone. Every breath that I take. Every moment I'm away, tell him, Lord, have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. He who began a good work is going to perform it. He's going to complete the work he began in you, my sister. He's going to finish the good work that he started with the fact of His hand that is upon your life tonight to bring you into the forgiveness, to bring you into acceptance, to bring you into favor, to bring you into His provision. He will complete what He started. Father, we thank You. Be blessed and be glorified. Would the church agree and say, Amen and Amen, Pastor. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Minister Alex, would you come to the piano, please? Ushers, would you help us? We want to bless our guests tonight. Hopefully you got encouraged. Amen. It's good. God is good to us. We're going to give into the ministry of our Brother Larry Sturm.
If you're making out a check, just make it out to KC, and we will send him on with one check. He's actually going to the Hawaiian Islands. Would you be sure to send our love to all our brothers and sisters over there? And uh, they're missing out in all that 80-degree heat. We love Alaska. We love the snow. Praise God. Thankful to be in the land of the midnight sun. The north. The great Northland. Praise God. Don't miss Tuesday night, 730. We'll have uh, full worship here and be preaching to you Tuesday night. Intergeneration Student Ministries with Minister Alex and Shelby will be upstairs after worship and our youth group growing. Great things happening. Ministry to the whole family on Tuesday night, so you come and be a part of that. Get involved in our life groups. and James Jewett, good to see you. You're back from Africa. We're glad you're with us. Lord bless you. James Jewett in the house, missionary to uh, Africa. We acknowledge you and honor you tonight. Praise God. Ushers, would you come, please? Men's Encounter. All you men, plug in. That's this Friday. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the ministry of Brother Larry Sturm, and for his wife, and his children for his church back home for the blessing that he's been to us tonight we ask that you would bless this gift and the giver you'd multiply it many many times over encourage him strengthen him as he's even done that for us tonight we give you praise and glory in Jesus name amen ushers go right our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will sing how great Just stand up with us. How great is our confirmed what I felt on the front. If you feel really a call to full-time ministry, you feel God's called you, He's calling you in in some capacity or another, He wants to pray for you. I felt led of the Lord to do the same thing. He came up and confirmed it. 
you feel called to full-time ministry, want to just step out and come to the front. Brother Larry's going to pray. Tammy, would you assist me? On the very front here, there's there's some uh, CDs. And those, he doesn't sell them, but they'll, they'll be available at our at our eye desk out front for a donation. So if you want some music from Brother Larry Sturm, there's a donation there you can make. And those CDs will be up. You can see Tammy out at the at the information desk. Come on. How great. And how great is our God. Sing with me.
Answer to altar calls like this myself. You say, What now? What do I do now? Let me just say that it's probably different for each person, but I will personally sit down with you, my wife and I, and I will plan a course of action for you to be released and what God has called you to. We will sit down and plan it out. We'll, we'll plan it out, and we will help you, and we will get you going. Trent, it's only a matter of months. You're already, you're already doing the deal. God's going to do it. It's going to open a way for you. Amen. You say, is that, are, you, are you serious? I'm totally serious. There's so much to do. God has called. It's amazing to have an altar call when half the church is up. Saying, yeah, I'm in full-time. That's me. I, I want in. Yeah. You serious? You want some help from us? I'm telling you, you call the church. You call my cell phone, 982-1155. You call me. We'll set up a time. You come in. We'll sit down for half an hour, plan a course of action. All right? Some people need to get your need to get your get classes and finish some education. Others of you have that. Now you just need to get planted in the right place and grow and produce fruit and move forward. It, it, it would be different for different people. Sarah, you're on track. Keep at it. Amen. Come on, God is good. Is it that easy? Absolutely, yes. Will it happen next week? Probably not. One thing's for sure. You don't ever want the anointing upon you to exceed the size of your character. What you're in, as I said this morning, is probably the seminary of Saul. You're learning, you're growing. God's building character. Because He wants you to endure, wants you to finish the race. So we'll help you, okay? You just call, say, well, yep, want to talk about that full-time ministry thing, Pastor. We'll sit down. Find out where you're at, where you've been, what your gifts are, what your talents are. See where you can be released. Amen? All right? We'll make a plan. You know, like a, not a prescription, but we'll make a plan. You know, okay, here's here it is. Some of you might be years of training away. Others of you might be months. The truth is, it's about the heart. It's about character. It's about a willingness, faithfulness, loyalty. Amen? Fruitfulness. We'll help you. All right, 982-1155. And we can get to having those meetings next week. Okay? Really? Really? 
and get ready to work a lot. All right, praise God. Stand up on your feet. Take someone by the hand all across this place. Pastor Cameron, would you come and close us? Lord, we just thank you so much for your word, for your spirit, for your encouragement tonight. And Lord, we do. We give you our hearts and we just say, Lord, have your will and your way in our lives. Father, thank you for the word that Brother Larry Stern brought forth tonight. Father, as your people go, God, I pray that you would bless them, keep them. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance upon them. Be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace. We love you and we bless you. Keep them safe on the roads and bring them back Tuesday night. In Jesus' name, amen.